Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hey, welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area based in Pinconic. You can find us online at insightfolios.com. Folks, did you know this? Every week, right before we start the show, Kevin tries to throw me off. So, you know, we always do kind of a countdown to begin the show. And while I'm doing the countdown, he'll start singing or saying random things to try and make me mess up the countdown. And sometimes it works, Kevin. Sometimes you get me. You're pretty steady, though. You know, <laughs> today I tried singing, you know, and throw you off, but you kept. I, I pushed right through, through, didn't I? Yeah. You did, yes. That's <laughs> oh, good stuff. I like it. I like. I like the challenge you present to me. So keeps, I'll have to come up sharp. with some. I have to come up with some new stuff. There you go. I got an A for pushing through the noise this week, but uh, I, every once in a while he trips me up a little bit. Uh, speaking of getting an A, how about this for a segue? We're going to be talking about grading yourself in your financial plan. So do you get an A, a B, C, D, F in particular areas of financial planning? We're going to talk about that in a few moments, as well as maybe answer a question or two from our listeners later on in the show and lots more on the docket today as well. So can't wait to get to all of that, Kevin, but what's going on in your world? first of all. Well, Walter, I'm all excited because tomorrow I will be in the great state of Arkansas for our annual fishing, fly fishing trip. Nice. So if we're looking forward to, we're going to drink a couple of beers, sit on a porch, tell a couple of lies and throw some flies. <laughs> How's that? I like that. <laughs> a little rhyming to begin things. There you week. go. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. You'll have a rod and reel in your hand and uh, life will be good. It sounds it like. It will be good. We're floating down the White River, which is a phenomenal trout fishing river. And and I looked at the weather forecast so far, and it looks good. So last year, we got really rained on one day, but this year, it looks really good. So I'm looking forward to it. You're going to be looking for a John Wayne-sized and uh, quality trout while you're down there, it sounds like. I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> or a Clint Eastwood. How's that? There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pick your favorite, right? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that, that's Is that what you name the fish? Do you name well, your fish, actually? No, I don't think no. we do. You okay. know, there, there's the old movie that you'll like. It, I think we talked about before on Golden Pond. The big trout in the water is named Walter, and Henry Fonda is chasing it That's for right. years. That's yeah, right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Oh, well, you know how you na- you name boats usually after you know after a, a woman, right? You know, a lot of boat. Well, not every boat name, but I think that somewhat traditionally you have like female that boat name that you'll have if you're not going the more clever, creative route of like a saying or phrase. So I just didn't know if maybe that was a fish, wow. a fish kind of thing like that. But no, you're right. The fish, fish Walter. So my not. boat is called on the dry and the dry fly on the dry. I like that on the dry. Yep. Not, that's not dry land. That would be bad. No, yep. On the dry, on the dry. Yep. Well, that's a good name. I like that. That's yeah. creative. I like the creative names for sure. That's a really good one. So we'll get back there and enjoy the scenery, enjoy the, you know, the, the you know, all us, all of us guys, Kevin, Dan, Nate, Lee, we're all advisors. So we get together two or three, maybe four times a year, and we all go fishing nice. someplace and have a have a ball. 
We'll give my best to the other fellows, and uh, can't wait to hear your stories from the trip in a couple of weeks uh, and uh, get all the details and hear about the fish that you did or didn't catch, or maybe we won't know if it's the truth or not that you caught. A couple of John Wayne's. We're going to start naming them. I'm telling you right now. I like that. I like that. That's, that's fantastic. Well, let's dive into our topic for today, Kevin, and I mentioned we're going to kind of grade ourselves to start off the show today. So I think this will be instructive for anybody listening and wanting to learn a little bit more about your competency for planning for retirement and finances and uh, see how many of these questions you can answer. Maybe we'll give a little bit of a grade out at the end of the show. I've got five questions for this segment that we can tackle, Kevin. So let's see. Okay. A, B, C, D, F. Okay, so yeah, if you get all five, you get an A. If you you know get zero or one, maybe that's an F. So And then you'll there know you go. you've got some room for improvement. All right, so uh, here's question number one. Do you know how much money you have? All right, that, that's a simple one to start off. Why is that an important question to kind of begin this conversation about grading yourself? Well, let me ask you that same question, Walter. If I said to you and you came into my office today, do you know how much money you have? What would your answer be? I would uh, I would have to check my spreadsheet, but I'd be able to get you an answer within uh, within a couple of seconds. Okay, okay. Yeah. so th- there's. I'm glad you said that because here's what happens when people come in. Normally, they're either really organized like you are with the spreadsheet, or the mad scientist if he's listening. He's got spreadsheets <laughs> that you won't that you wouldn't believe. That's right. Um, and he's passed it on to a son too. So that's that's a good thing. Or you come in with you know, a basket, picnic basket, or, you know, a box full of papers, and then we go through them one by one. So knowing how much you have is important. Why is it important? Well, it's it's pretty obvious is if you're going into retirement, we have to know how much you're going to work with. Most people that we talk to are going to have what I call a shortfall. And that's the additional money up and above your social security, maybe your pension that you're going to need on a monthly basis. So that shortfall, we have to fill it with something. There has to be some sort of investments set aside that we're going to generate income from to get to fill that shortfall. And it all starts with when you come in our office, all right, where's your assets? Where are they at? What type are they? You know, the IRA, non-IRA, Roth IRA, whatever they are. And we have to list them. And then we have to put certain values to them. How is this one going to generate income? Is this one for legacy? Or whatever your goals are, we have to assign values to those. And more often than not, the biggest value is going to be income when you come in. So this, a good starting point. We got to know what you have. We got to know where they're at. We got to know what they're what they what they were for. They're probably not the same um, going into retirement as they were getting to retirement. What I mean is maybe you had growth stocks all this way. Now you're going into retirement. Maybe you can still use growth stocks, but now we got to focus on the income. Well, how much do you have strikes me as maybe the easier question to answer out of this bunch. But what about yep. do you know how much you spend? As question number two. Wow, that's that's a really good one. If you ask Stacy how many times I'll come out of my office and go out to her office and I'll say, Stacy, can I have that budget sheet? Now, we have a good budget sheet here. And the reason I ask that is because I'll ask people, what do you think you need for retirement? You know, how much income do you think you're going to need on, the annual, on a monthly basis? And we had somebody come in yesterday, or, yeah, maybe two, three days ago. They thought maybe around $2,200 a month of income. And I said, Where, where's that number coming from? Well, you know, we have this payment, that payment. I said, what about, you know, the other payments? When we give them the budget sheet and they came back, uh, I think it was uh, somewhere around $3,900 from about $2,400 to $3,900. And that is about $1,500 a month difference than what they thought they had. That, that, that'll, so, that'll pile up over time just a little bit, won't it? Well, it, easily and, and rather fast, too. 
So going into retirement, we have to know how much you're going to spend. There's what we call the have tos. You know, you have to buy, you have to buy groceries, you have to buy gas, you have to have insurance, you have to have your cell phone, all those things. And then there's the other things that you want to do for fun. So we have to have a good idea of what you're going to spend going into retirement. And more importantly, once we know that figure, we need to adjust it to inflation. We need to increase that every year just to keep up with inflation. So knowing how much you spend is critical. We can't go much further in the retirement planning process until we have a really good idea of what you're spending and what your needs are going to be. So if that's you and you don't have an, um, an estimate and you're kind of guessing what's going on, just call our office, talk to the sensational Stacy. She will email you out that budget sheet that I've been talking about. And it's, it's pretty encompassing, has lots of stuff in there that most people don't think of. That number to call to reach Stacy and uh, request that sheet, which might be very helpful for a lot of us. And uh, by the way, I don't want anybody to feel bad about if you get an F in our test today or, or D or C or anything like that. It, 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 we're, we're not judging anybody on your grade here. None of us are perfect. In fact, I bet I'm not going to get an A as we work our way through all these questions either, Kevin. So, and, and I'll admit right now, I, I got a decent idea of how much I spend, but I'll say there is a very large chunk of our quote unquote budget that's just miscellaneous. And I don't know how close we hit that miscellaneous mark actually each month. So I could do a lot better job here. So I'd have to give myself probably a, b- a bad grade on this one. Um, give you a C. Yeah, maybe, you gotta, maybe a yeah. C on this one. Yeah. We're, we're tracking some of it, but uh, it's, it could be much better. Uh, so again, if you want to reach out, maybe, maybe I need to do this. I'm going to call uh, Stacy and get a sheet for myself here. <laughs> 888-885-PLAN if you want to get some of that uh, budgeting help or just a spending sheet if you don't like the word budget and the idea of living by that so strictly. Um, at least get an idea in this point in time how much you're spending and get that more clear picture. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call to reach Kevin and the team at Insight Folios. 888-885-PLAN. All right, we're talking about grading yourself as it comes to your retirement and financial preparation. We've talked about how much money do you have? How much money do you spend? Third question would be, do you know how much risk you have in your portfolio? What do, what do you think, Walter? Let me let me turn that around. Like if you, you were asking much risk? me, mm-hmm. uh, I would just generally say probably a lot. And how? What are you basing that on? I, I mostly put everything into stocks. Okay. And I know that those are riskier. So, like when I'm making selections for Connie's four hundred three b or my four hundred one k and IRA. I'm kind of just, you know, some of these tools give you a slider, you know, how much risk versus reward do you want? Or I can't remember exactly what they say or what mix of stocks and bonds do you want? Those kinds of things. I'm, I'm pushing that slider all the way to aggressive. I push everything to aggressive because I'm still on the younger, you know, end of the scale. So I'm comfortable with that. You're just a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know there's something out there that measures how much risk you have in your portfolio? Like, like, and give me a number or an, or a yeah. grade, like we're talking about here. Yeah, it's called standard deviation. Mm, okay. So you can you can get those. I remember numbers. that back from like calculus days or statistics days. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, the standard deviation is a number that can tell you how much risk risk you're having. And you're right. If you're younger, like you are, you should be having more risk as you get closer to retirement. We should probably pulling back on on the risk. But let me give you an example. The S&P 500, which almost everybody identifies with, the standard deviation number on that is somewhere around 15 to 18, depending on how volatile the market is. And if you're looking at small cap stops, it's 28. If you're looking at a CD, it's closer to zero. But there are ways to pull out how much risk that you actually have in your portfolio. And then once we figure that risk out, 
isn't matching your goals going into retirement or getting to retirement. So there's some adjustments that can be made along the way if, if, if it needs to be. But how do you do that? Well, the first step is to find out how much risk you have. I would say on most people that come in, maybe 50, 60% have a really good idea like you do. And then some people just think, ah, well, I have a bunch of different funds. So my risk is really minimized. And that's not the case in most in most instances. That doesn't necessarily mean you have less risk. It probably means you have more risk. So find out how much risk is in your portfolio, and then figure out if it's matching what you're trying to do your goals. And that question really becomes more and more important to get a firm grip on the closer to retirement you get. So I'm, I'm probably okay. Like I still grade out well on this question, right? Even though I don't have a super clear picture of that, or even know if it's the appropriate amount of risk, just because I have so much time on my side. But as I get older, I'll need to get more and more focused on that third question, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Good to know. All right, we're talking about, uh, again, grading yourself and your financial preparation with Kevin Ray, uh, your financial coach at Inside Folios in the Tri-City area, based right in Pinconning. If you need restaurant recommendations, where to shop, where to pick up a good slice of steak, uh, Kevin's got all those details for you when you come in to visit. We uh, have that all in our local hometown of Pinconning here, Walter. You got it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I know. You're always talking about all the good good yeah. spots in town. So, yeah. uh, Insightfolios.com, by the way, your place to check out online if you want to listen to past episodes of the show you can click on the listen button you can also get some additional education and information about the planning process there as well insightfolios.com all right fourth question that we're going to grade ourselves on do you know what you're paying in fees Ooh, i'm probably an f on this one kevin i say most people are an f let me give you another example how much are you paying in fees on your cell phone on my cell phone. Oh yeah. gosh, I don't no, know. I don't want to. I don't want to look at that bill. Yeah. When you break down the fees, it's kind of complicated, isn't it? Extremely. Yeah. yeah. So when 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 you it's, said it's fees, even, it's even difficult to break down an, a a receipt at a restaurant sometimes these days, depending on where you eat. I don't know if you've seen this, Kevin. You do a lot of traveling. I'm sure you eat out here and there. You, there's all sorts of the fees that are getting tacked on now. Uh, uh, dishwashing fee. Um, I'm forgetting some of the other ones that I've seen before. Extra Just like mail. service fees. I, I, I've seen that. Yeah. Start, start to do condiment fees and things like yeah. that. And yeah. then like employee health care. I think this was in the news not too long ago, like a surcharge or a fee to cover health care for employees. So you look at what's on the, on the menu, right? And, and you see $15 for a burger and you don't realize there's going to be another $10 in fees tacked onto that. Yeah. I just came back from Nashville and I was shocked how many additional fees the city put on just for, you know, just for every day. Maybe, you know, you had a steak, you had ribeye or you had a drink or whatever it was. There's a lot of fees tacked on it because I started looking at the receipts. You, you know where else I'm seeing it a lot now is with like booking tickets online. If anyone's oh, yes. bought tickets to a concert yep. or a sporting event or anything like that recently, you might see, oh, this seat is uh, $75 for this concert. And then you go to check out and it's all of a sudden $119. And you're like, what happened? And it's all these different surcharges and fees that get tacked on. It's kind of like how they slip through various taxes, right? From the government side, where you think taxes are staying low, but then you don't realize you're getting hit on all these other little areas where it's, it's becoming very sneaky. Well, that's a really good um, segue into that because when we're thinking about fees, most people, when they heard that, I'm assuming they thought, well, I'm paying 0.55% because that's the only fee listed on their statement. It'll say expense fee. And we talked about this before, Walter, but if we were to break it down, just like you did restaurants, just like you did um, airline tickets and everything else, there's a lot of fees that are 
inside your portfolio that you're not seeing and they don't list out on a receipt like we're seeing now in nashville or the airlines and those types of things so there's you know turnover costs there's when they buy and sell a stock there's a cost to get in there's a cost to get out there's all sorts of fees that you're not able to see inside your portfolio now if you're on the etf side it's going to be less but if you're in the mutual fund side it's going to be more in fact the average mutual fund fees average 3.17 percent to 4.17%. And you're saying, well, wait a minute, on my statement, I'm seeing 0.55 or whatever it is. That's just the expense fee. That's the only one they're showing you. You have to dig deep inside those uh, some accounts and pull out those fees. If you look at variable annuities, the fees inside there are typically 4 or 5%, depending on what riders you have in there. So if, if the account's making 5%, let Walter, and the fees are 4 how much do you get the account's making 5%, the fees are four, so five minus four, one? One, very okay. good, I give you good. I Ooh. give you a good uh, math question this time. I yeah. appreciate that. So you see how the fee, so let's say we had $100,000 and it made 5%, but I got one, so I made $1,000. But what if my, what if it was just the other way around? What if my, you know, I netted 4%, that's $4,000. That's $3,000 difference. Going out in time, you just imagine how much that adds up. So you have to pay attention to your fees when you're getting into investments because they're across the board different. And when we come in, we I can usually point out some of the obvious fees that come in, but if you're out there and you're wondering how do I do that, you can buy certain programs and you have to pay a fee for that too, but you can extract the, um, the fees inside of a lot of the mutual funds and those types of things. Hmm. Very interesting, Kevin, and uh, thanks for the details on uh, that kind of conversation. I think that's one that a lot of people could definitely benefit from digging into a little bit deeper. Well, if you add an extra 2 or 3% to your bottom line every year for 30 years, that's going to add up just yeah. if, if you can trim fees. Great points. All right. And last but not least, Kevin, one more item to cover here as we grade ourselves in our financial preparation. Do you know what your retirement income streams will look like? So look ahead a little bit and start figuring that stuff out is a good good time to do that anytime, really. If you haven't looked at your Social Security statement, because that's going to be one of your income streams, you need to go to ssa.gov and you will get that. They don't mail them anymore. People are, you know, people come in my office, well, I haven't received them in the mail. They don't mail them anymore. You typically got to go online, set up an account and pull that. So when you come to our office, we're going to email you out. What do you need to bring into our office? And one of the top things is we give you instructions on how to get your Social Security statement. Why would we do that, Walter? Because uh, a lot of people don't know how to do it on their own. Well, that number number one is is we need to know how much income you're going to have, right? Right. It's all part of the equation, so we got to make sure yeah. we know what's going yeah. on and accuracy and all that. Yeah. So we have to, you know, we have to figure that into the income you're going to need going forward. And then pensions. What do you think is pensions? If if you're going to retire for some place, you probably know several people, Walter. If you retire from General Motors or or one of the big companies and you have a pension, these options. Do you think they're confusion? Uh, yes, most likely. Yeah, yeah they are. Because there's, we have a lady here who works in a, in a local hospital. She came in. She's, I'm all confused. I got all these options for my pensions. So we had to sit down and go through them one by one. And then we put them inside her plan. So she understood which one would benefit her the, the, the most going forward into her retirement. So we have to figure out what your income streams are going to look like. And then we have to figure out if you have that income shortfall like we've been talking about. And then, so from the income shortfall, how are we going to fix that? Well, we, first of all, before we get to that, we have to know your income streams, and then we have to figure out what your shortfall is. So that's what we do in our offices. We email you out directions 
uh, what to bring in so we can start that simplicity process that will give you all the answers that we're looking for going into retirement and give you the confidence to get through retirement. All right. Very good. There you have it. Grading yourself on these five questions. How'd you do? How many did you have clear answers on? How many were you close? How many did you have no idea about? Kind of give yourself a little bit of a grade there on those five questions. You know, you, you, you at the 50% mark, you, you, you get in three or four or five, maybe you're doing pretty good. You just need some addressing of maybe some of those loose ends in your plan, or do you need a full overhaul? Hey, I didn't know really any of these answers. Uh, maybe only one of them. I, I really need to get a plan in place. That might be some of the, uh, you know, thinking that's going through your mind right now. And if that's the case, whether it's a full overhaul or some slight tweaking to your plan, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to Kevin. This is what he does each and every day in the office, working through questions like this with clients and then figuring out the best path forward. So if you'd like to talk a little bit more with Kevin about your financial plan and your situation, you can give him a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. He is your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area right in pin conning. So come in, say hello, have a conversation about your plan, what's going on in your financial life, and how you can achieve the goals that you've laid out for you in the future. Uh, have that simple conversation now again by calling 888-885-PLAN. If you get the voicemail, just leave a quick note, and the sensational Stacy or Kevin will follow up with you to set up that time to chat. 888-885-PLAN. All right, more coming up on today's show, so stay with us. You're listening to Simply Financial with the great fisherman himself, Kevin Ray. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Ooh, this is going to be a good segment. Stick with us here on Simply Financial. Walter Strollholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach in the Tri-City area based in Pinconning. You can reach Kevin online at insightfolios.com. Click the listen button to ask questions and listen to past episodes of the show and the podcast version of the show. Uh, we're going to talk about market crashes on today's show. And in particular, we're going to give you a little bit of a market crash survival guide. Here's a great question that everybody should ask themselves, Kevin. Were you prepared for a market downturn, the one that we experienced in 2022? If you were, great, good for you. If not, we're going to talk about what you need to be uh, what you need to be doing to be ready for the next one. Here's the first one, Kevin. Uh, give us some analysis on this. Always have an understanding of how much risk you're exposed to. How does one go about doing that? Well, it's it's in the planning process. So when you come into my office, we're going to look at we're going to look at your portfolio, and we're going to. Number one, we're going to relate it to a, you know, how, what interest rate do you need to earn on your portfolio going forward from here to age 90 so you don't run out of money? And then we're going to look at your investments and see how much risk you're going to have. So let me give you an example, Walter. In 2021, the market did very well. Do you remember that? In 21, yes. 20, I yeah, did. 21. Mm -hmm. Market was up pretty good. Yeah. And what, we, what, we had drop in 20, up in 21, back down to 22, right? Yep. And then what drove, you know, there was five particular stocks. You probably heard them on. They're called the FANG stocks, the right? FANGs, yeah. Drove the S&P that in 2021, drove it up quite a bit. So those five stocks controlled most of the gain, you know, that you've seen that year. But if we look last year, those stocks were down at any point in time. If you looked in the middle of the year, I bet you they were down 45%. Ouch. So when we're looking at exposure, you know, risk, so we need to look at that. So how much risk are you taking? Is it diversified? 
you know, do you need to take that amount of risk, number one? Number two, were you, are you all in a NASDAQ and you're two years out from retirement? So that's going to tell us a story. But the biggest story that needs to be told is what do you need to earn on your investments that you saved so far to get you to and through retirement? So that's the, the risk that you probably should be looking at versus the amount of risk that you are taking. So then we can say if a market crash comes again, like 2022, your accounts, maybe you're down 20%, and it comes two years from now. So if we're talking 2025, can your portfolio handle that? So we're going to stress test your portfolio to see if that's a scenario. Are you taking too much risk? Are you not taking enough risk? Do we need to change things? Do we need to tweak things so that you can handle another downturn like that if it happens very quickly? All right. Last but not least, Kevin, one more market crash survival guide item here. Number five tip. If you have a well-conceived plan in place, then when the market does crash, don't panic, even though it can be scary to go through. Well, exactly. So it is scary to go through. So if we just think back to last year, if you retired January of last year, then you've seen a decrease in your portfolio, maybe 20, 30%. That, that can be a very scary thing. But when you're, when you're retired, Walter, we talk about it every, every week. Are we you know, focused on growth now or are we focused on income? We are focused on income. Income, right. Mm-hmm. So maybe the strategy needs to change, right? So when the market does go down, when the market does take a big hit, do, are there investments out there that produce income and you can withstand that? You can stress test your portfolio to find out if you can. It's very easy and we do that in our simplicity plan. I can show 20% out of your portfolio next year and based on your current investments and if we have another 20% downfall the, you know, three years from now, how do you look? That's something that we have to take a look at to see if your plan is in place from a growth standpoint where you were for all these years now to an income standpoint where you should be focusing on because you need income because of paycheck stop. So no paychecks for the next 20 or 30 years. What investments will fill that shortfall that you have in producing the income? And how do you find out? Well, you sit down with somebody and you put that well-conceived plan that Walter's talking about. Our plan is called the Simplicity Plan. We can do all those things. We can show you exactly how the income's produced. So when the market does go down, you can see how it affects your portfolio. We can show all those things. We can stress test, but it starts with you. We just talked about it earlier in the show. Don't retire and then come in after you retire to figure this out. Figure it out before you go into retirement. Don't wait five months. Don't wait six months. Get that planning started years ahead of time so we can adjust and tweak as you're going down the road. Do not go into retirement without a good plan so you can weather these events that are going to come. Remember, the ups and downs of the market are normal. They've been happening since the beginning of the stock market. There, you know, There's no way of timing them. They're just going to happen. So be prepared. Put a plan in place. If you don't have an advisor, give us a call. I'd be happy to sit down with you and, and go through that process. Again, that number to call is 888-885-PLAN. Schedule your time to visit with Kevin, whether that be in person or if you've got a few quick questions over the phone first or want to meet via Zoom. Lots of different options available to you. 888-885-PLAN is your number to call. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin's your financial coach based in Pinconning, and don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions on your mind. Again, the number is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Make sure you're well prepared, not only for retirement, but ready to survive the next market crash whenever it may come. 888-885-PLAN, the number to dial to get in touch with Kevin today. We're coming up on today's show, so stay tuned. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. 
Thanks for joining us on Simply Financial today. It is time to get to know Kevin a little bit better. And our question of the week is this, Kevin. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Well, Walter, we've been doing this how many years now? Oh, I don't know. A long time. Three, four years? Three, four, at least, I think. Maybe longer than that. So you said world, but let's narrow it down to the United States here. Okay. I've been to 48 of the 50 of the states in the United States. I have not been to Louisiana or Mississippi. I've been to all the rest of 48. Okay. Now, knowing me like you do after all these years, where do you think I'm going to say? Uh, Montana. Montana, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I can live anywhere in the world, but my business is here in Michigan. I yeah. love Michigan. Don't get me wrong. The the summers here are just as great, but there's something about the majestic of Montana. I'm going back here this October. We're going to do some fishing with our same group of guys, and that's one of the things I really, really look forward to. Now, the thing I wouldn't like about Montana is the harsh winters. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to say two factors. So I would say Michigan, Montana in the summer, and somewhere southern, you know, North Carolina south in the winter. Is that good enough yeah i i feel like the the two home thing is uh is an awesome way to go like if you're if you're able to achieve that in retirement or whatever period in your yeah. life um that's a pretty cool deal so i can totally want to see having like your mountain home and then having like something that's on the on the water right and, yes. and, and warm and just being able to kind of experience both of those extremes would be pretty cool where would you go Oh man, hard to narrow it down to one. I'm I'm very interested in visiting like Scotland and um and also Norway. I have kind of familial ties to those areas. So I'd be very interested in seeing what they'd be like first, but I just feel like I would like living in either of those locations too. Just kind of knowing my my routine, but I'm with you. I kind of like the idea of maybe having like a a Florida house, something on the water with a little boat out back that can take out and noodle around, watch the sunsets, that kind of thing. Yeah. But then, yeah, something in the mountains uh, could be in Colorado where I am now, or uh, Pacific Northwest is nice. I don't know. I like anything that's got weather, kind of cold, rainy, um, you know, epic, you know, kind of mountain feel to it. I like anything that's like that. But then, yeah, as a nice contrast, I'll take a nice little beach house too. Now, remember, I'm going to Italy this summer, so my views may change. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about Italy. That would be good. That'd be dangerous for uh, food-wise, I think. I'd be in big big trouble in Italy. (laughs) I'm probably going to come back a lot heavier than when I was. Oh, yes. yes. I'd I'd have to pick a a new career where I can be very, very (laughs) active all day long to counteract all the food I'd be eating in Italy. So That's fun. Good stuff. All right. uh, Thanks for joining us on Simply Financial today. We are not done yet. One more segment to go. We'll come back and wrap things up here on the show with some more helpful information about planning for retirement with Kevin Ray. Stay tuned. What if we told you there was a simpler way to invest? Excellent. Well, that's what we thought. Ready for our final segment of the day here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios. And we're talking about common mistakes that retirees and pre-retirees make time and time again if they don't come in and meet with an advisor like Kevin so that they can stop avoiding these mistakes. So we're really bringing it back to basics here on the show today, Kevin, and we've got four common mistakes that we want to run by everybody. And just make sure, let's do a check-in here, okay? Are you making these mistakes right now? Are you thinking this way? Are you taking these actions? Can we put a stop to it and get you in the right direction right off the bat? So here is the first common mistake people make about retirement planning. Kevin, you give us all the details of why this is the case. Considering bonds to be a safe investment. It's understandable why that's a a common thought and mistake, right? 
Well, it is. People have that uh, misconception all the time. When you said bonds, a safe retire or safe investment, what did you think when you said bonds? When you just said bonds, what went through your mind? When you said bonds, I was thinking like get out of stocks and into bonds as you get yeah, older. Yeah. Like that's the the mantra in my mind. Well, well, let's take a look at last year. What happened last year, uh, Walter? What did the Fed do continuously last year? It started raising interest rates, right? Yep, they started raising the interest rates. So we know that bonds, the majority of bonds, are going to work the direct opposite of whatever the uh, whatever the interest rates are doing. So when he that, raised interest that rates, inverse relationship, right? Exactly, exactly. So when they started raising the rates, the bonds started going down in value. Now, if you take a long-term bond fund, Walter, do you, do you think it was positive for the year or negative for the year? Well, I guess it went negative if those interest rates kept going up. It did. It went negative over 20%. Yeah. So the market was down last year, right? The market, stock market was down. So people are thinking when people when the stock market is bad, people are going to flee the bonds. Not all the time. And last year was a really good example of what happens if you overload yourself with bonds going into retirement because in an interest rate rising environment, you could get hurt you know, you could get hurt pretty bad. So this is where diversification comes in. This is where the planning comes in. If you're, you know, if you're looking at those bonds for incomes or whatever it is, you need a solid plan to get you through there. And bonds are not the answer for, you know, for safety. They're, they're just not, you know, if you buy a U.S. government bond, you know, like a double E or something like that, those are pretty safe. But if we're talking corporate bonds, we're talking muni bonds or any other type of bonds out there, like a Vanguard long-term, you know, bond fund, they're going to have some wild rides in there also. So you have to be careful. You have to look at the environment. We knew in our office that the Fed was going to raise the rates because because they told us they were going to. So we started taking actions, starting getting people out of some of those bonds and getting them into shorter terms or looking at other investment classes. So you got to be careful when you're considering bonds to be a safe investment because they are not. That is common mistake number one. We see another one here as well, and it has to do with long-term care, so a little bit different direction. Uh, but not protecting yourself against those long-term care needs is another people that uh, another area that people often leave out of their portfolios. Well, it is. So when we say long-term care, what are we talking about? Nurse, when I said nursing that, home, things like that. That's exactly what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. So when you say long-term care, people automatically think nursing home. I'm going to go to the nursing home. I'm, at some point in time, I'm going to need nursing home. So what is that going to do to my entire life savings? Well, what do you think a nursing home costs on, on average, Walter, per year? Unfortunately, uh, we have some family members uh, dealing with this right now, Kevin, and I know it's it's insane. I want, it's like over $10,000 a month, I yep. think, for one of the places they're looking at. Yep. Maybe so even how, 14. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was like, it was crazy. It's 10 to 12,000 a month in our area. So let's say you saved a million dollars and it's 10,000 a month. How long before you're in trouble? Uh, quickly. <laughs> quickly, right? So not, not long. Yeah. So if that's you and you're worried about it, because I, it doesn't matter who I ask that walks into my office, Walter, everybody knows somebody that's been in a nursing home. Yeah. So what do you do? Well, you plan for those things. You, you look at long-term care policies. You look at the hybrid insurance policies. Why? Because you're going to insure against something if that happens down the road. Now, when you said long-term care, you said the word nursing home. But if you buy these long-term care policies, they also have provisions to keep you at home, at home health care. So maybe you don't, your, your spouse doesn't need anybody there at night because they're there. Maybe they need somebody during the day. Why they can go out and shop and do other things that they normally do. 
or if you need assisted living, they also pay for that. So long-term care people think, I'm going to buy this policy and I can only go to the nursing home. You, that's a misconception too. It pays for at-home at home health care. It pays for assisted living. And then if you know it's needed, then the, long, the nursing home plan comes into place. People insure their iPhones, they insure their cars, their boats, their sheds, everything else, but they don't insure their life savings. And if you think that you're going to walk out in the woods, like I've heard so many people tell me and they're not going to find me, that doesn't happen. I, I can tell you over 32 years, somebody, you may have a major stroke, you can't move. You know, I'm being real here with what I've seen over the 32 years. My great grandmother spent 12 years there. So I know what it does to your state. I know firsthand the emotion it causes on your your kids and your siblings and your spouses and all those other types of things. Plan for that. Don't let that one get away from you. Plan for that. Very good details on that one, Kevin. And I know it's not a fun conversation to have, but uh, good when you start working with an advisor. They force you in a good way, positive way, to to make sure you address these uncomfortable conversations and these uncomfortable things. It's just part of the process. you got to do it. Two more. Let's fire through these. Assuming that one particular financial tool is always good or always bad. I'm coming to think about, you know, some people come in and they just love a mutual fund or they love a stock or they love whatever particular investment that they're in. Let's take a mutual fund, for example. You know, you had maybe a manager that was there for years. Janice comes to mind. I meant that, you know, years and years ago, I met the, the Janice fund manager and he had a phenomenal return, you know, record and, you know, good returns. People love that fund. They wouldn't give that fund up for love and money. But what they didn't know is the next year is that he retired. He went on to do better things, as he put it. He wanted to get involved in charities and those types of things. New managers took over. What happened to that fund, do you think, Walter? Oh, it, it just went the complete opposite direction. What the, exactly. So don't get hooked up on one particular you know fund and one particular investment, you know, one particular stock or whatever it happens to be, bonds. We've talked about this many, many times over the years here on our show is that start planning for many different tools because you know going down the road we all know diversification is key so we have to have tools that are going to produce income in bad times we have tools that are going to take advantage of the growth we're going to have to have tools put in place should you get that long-term care need to take care of those things so there's many tools in your plan if you're going to build a house you're not going to just take a hammer you can have many tools same way here if you're going to build a financial plan you need many tools to get you to and through retirement good point there kevin as well last one let's get to it it's an easy one uh common mistake number five not having a plan period well this one here, how often do you think I see that when people come in? Probably too often. A lot, a yeah. lot. I can tell you that. A big percentage of the time. And I never go forward, Walter. If you come into my office, the first thing we're going to do is build your plan. There's a couple of reasons for that. So number one, how do, Walter, if you came in my office and you said, I like mutual fund A, and I said, okay, we'll, we'll buy it for you. What, what did I accomplish for you? You just hit a button. Right? I just bought a mutual fund for you, right? <laughs> yeah. But if... How did I come up with that recommendation? I did, didn't. Right? Yeah. So we need a plan to to see where you're going, where you're headed, and we need that plan to make sense for the investments that you need to purchase or you need to invest in, those types of things. The plan needs to be solid. It has to have income involved in it. It has to have long-term care involved in it. It has to have growth involved in it. It has to have all the bucket list items involved into it. So when we're done with that plan, if you come into my office and if we don't, if you tell me I'm not going to do a plan, I'm sorry, I can't help you because I can't come up with recommendations to help you not knowing where you're going. And the people who don't have a plan, I, I just still don't understand it. You have a plan when you go on trips. You have a plan every day and you go to work. You have plans all day long, but you don't sit down. You don't take the time to 
put a plan in for the second half of your life, which is going to be retirement. You want those to be happy days. You don't want those to be sad days. So if you're sitting there without a plan, it's not difficult to start one. When you come to my office an hour and a half later maximum, we have you out the door and we started that planning process and you have a really good idea when you leave my office whether retirement is feasible or it is not. So do you have to work longer? Do you have to save more? Do you have whatever it is? Or maybe a lot of times when people come in, you're in good shape. You can retire your two earlier if you want. It's all up to you. This isn't my plan. This isn't your neighbor's plan. This is your plan. You're all individual. You're all different. And you need to start that process. So don't sit on the sidelines. Do not procrastinate on this one. Don't go into retirement without a plan. Pick up the phone if you don't have an advisor. Give me a call. And I'd be happy to sit down and start that process with you. Again, that number to call is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Get on the right track to and through retirement with a plan that's built to last. Don't make some of these common mistakes when it comes to your financial life. Get a plan and make sure that you're addressing all the important moving parts of preparing for retirement and beyond. The number to call once more is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. If you get the voicemail when you call in, just leave a quick note, and the sensational Stacy, part of Kevin's team, will follow up with you to get you in the office or on a Zoom call with Kevin so you can ask your questions, get the planning process started. It's a complimentary review of your financial planning, uh, planning situation as well, so keep that in mind. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 or online at insightfolios.com. Kevin, thanks for all the help today. Appreciate it. And we will have another great show on tap next weekend. Well, I'm looking forward to it, uh, Walter. And a shout out to Lou and Linda. I hope you're getting better. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.